It's the clean feed, Aristotle Full Throttle. Pour my coffee while I start the podcast all at the same time. Isn't that, uh, you know, this is why they hire me. This is why they pay me the big bucks. I can multitask. I can also juggle. Give me three of anything, I'll juggle them. Just don't, uh, just don't call me late for dinner. Because that would be horrible. That would be the worst possible thing I could do. Hi, I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. It's five days a week, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's very specific Pacific Standard Time. I hope you guys are here to have some fun. We're going to talk about the Batman. We're going to talk about spoiler talk of the Batman. If you've seen the Batman, we're going to talk about it. If you haven't seen the Batman, we're going to spoil it. Okay? You just have to remember. There's going to be member berries. Literally pulling up in the parking lot to go see it. Well, Ange, maybe this this show will still be going when you get back. Ange has just joined the chat. Hello, welcome to Ange. Let's play your intro. Hey, baby. I can destroy everything. But I'm not. What? But I can. Baby. Shut up and give us your money. Ange, the movie theater just said, shut up and give us your money, Ange. What? That's right, they did. That's what they said. Well, get ready for a good time. It's a good movie. It's a long movie, but it's not one of those movies where you're like, when is this going to be over? You're, gonna be, you're just like, yeah, I want to live here for a while. I want to live here for a minute. I want to be in the Batman to Gotham. Yeah, this, this, to me, was the first time Gotham felt like it was a real place. You know, its own place. The other Gotham has felt like a real place. Well, Tim Burton's Gotham felt like a cartoon. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Gotham felt like Chicago or something, or Pittsburgh. I like where it was filmed. This Gotham feels con- entirely... And we're back. <laughs> hey, how about that? We got we like to have a little hiccup every now and then. I think that was my internet this time. It wasn't me. It wasn't me this time. It was actually the internet. Here's the fun part. Here's fun. Here's the fun part about Fridays here at Aristotle Full Throttle.
is that they're at the end of the week. And tomorrow, we don't have a show. Unless I have a show. I don't have a show unless I have a show on, on Saturdays. So, I'll see you later, Ange. We, we're back. We're back up and running. I don't know what happened there. It was kind of a kind of an amazing thing. Well, someone the other day said, you know, when I talk about stuff like, I'm like, hey, you can do it. You can be anything you want to be. I know that it sounds like empty platitudes, but, you know, sometimes people got to hear that. Sometimes people need to hear it, and they don't have someone to tell them. So, that's what I'm here for, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the bro with the fro. My big cuddly fro. I'm Fro Rogan. I'll give you that type of reassurance that you need. <laughs> For only $9.99.95. That, that reminds me, you can subscribe to this channel. I kid, it is not an exchange. It's fun. It's fun. If you feel like you're having fun here, go ahead and subscribe or like and share and do all of the things. I'm, I'm really enjoying the fact that people are really subscribing to my podcast now. It's really, really, it, it's, it's, it's dope. It's doper than taupe. So I watched The Batman last week, a week ago, Thursday, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, it took, it's like a long, it's a slow burn. It's not even a slow burn. I feel like there's so much in there that you don't even have to like, it doesn't feel like it's a long movie. There might be 10, 15 minutes you can cut out of the movie, though, if I'm being honest. If there was like a, um, if you had to, I think Warner Brothers was like, you need to, we need to make this movie extra long because people are paying more to go see movies these days. And uh, if you can make it extra long, then uh, people will feel like they got their money's worth. Their Mrs. Butterworth. I feel like I got my money's worth. There's so many things in it. I feel like the reveal of Batman in this one is like one of the best reveals of the Batman. He and he and since this is spoiler talk, let me just warn you: this is spoiler talk. If you have not seen the Batman, I'm going to spoil some of the Batman. Uh, they don't call him the Batman. They call him Vengeance. My name is Vengeance. Who, who are you supposed to be? Vengeance. You know what he says? Who are you supposed to be? Because it's Halloween. It's Halloween night. And they're saying, who are you supposed to be? Because he's supposed to be dressed up like something. But he's dressed up like vengeance. But that comes full circle. We'll see that come full circle at some point. Um, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do indeed uh, appreciate you guys subscribing to the podcast and then hanging out with us here. This is where we talk about some entertainment stuff, some things that are happening in real life, some things that are happening in the real world, and also true crime. True crime for the ladies out there. For all you ladies who love to listen about murders. All that stuff. For some reason. For some reason, the fascination with death and killing. I don't know. Seems like ladies are really, in, really enjoy that. I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago. They said they were a podcaster. Um, and then I said to them... What kind of podcast do you do? And then I said, this is where you say true crime. And they said, true crime. So it's so Aristotle Full Throttle will now be the 100% true crime podcast where we will only talk about Batman solving true crimes, but at, at a movie, you know. It's a true, it, that's true crime. It's actually what I liked about this movie. It was a detective movie. It felt like there was a really good relationship between Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Like, I, I was like, give me a whole series of Commissioner Gordon and Batman. That's what I want to see. I want to see, like, all that. It was very enjoyable. It was a very enjoyable relationship. It was funny. Especially the scene where he says, uh, you could have pulled that punch. And he says, I did. 
There's some there's comedy in this movie, but it's very serious. It, you know, it's not. Uh, you know, what I love about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is there's tons of like uh, jokes. And I like jokes. This is a comedy show, generally speaking. We talk about the absurd. We talk about jokes. I always pause at that part of the song. I really do. I can't help it. I'm used to it. So if you, you're you uh, checking out this podcast, you know, you can comment on the podcast. You can, uh, you can at me on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts are. Aristotle Dreyer. I'm at Aristotle Dreyer. On Twitter, I'm at Aristotle Full Throttle on IG. Come at me, bro. Come at me, sis. Come at me, cisgender bro. Come at me, cis cisgender whatever. Whatever gender. Non non-conforming. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is uh the discussion we're having. That's what's most important. Deadpool 3 is trending, huh? Deadpool 3? We'll get to that. I really liked Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. I think she's kind of the perfect Catwoman. Why don't we get a movie with Catwoman next? We might as well. Why is the outro song on so soon? How did that happen? I've been having a week. And I, when I say a week, I, I mean a week, uh, W-E-A-K. <laughs> is that a thing? Is it possible to have a week? I don't know. Life is good. Life is generally good speak. Good, good uh, speaking. <laughs> life is generally good. I'm actually having the time of my life. Really. Truly. If you are having the time of your life, what is it that you're doing to have the time of your life? There's nothing better than to be able to see a movie whenever you feel like it. I might actually go see the Batman again tonight. Another thing I liked about the Batman is it's really based on the Zodiac Killer. I talked to earlier, said it was about the movie Seven. Remember the movie Seven? The movie by David Fincher. It takes place in the rain. Somewhere I heard you should talk more with your hands. So I'm going to talk more with my hands. But it's nonsense. Uh, there was a movie by David Fincher called Seven. There's also another movie by David Fincher called Zodiac. <laughs> so this is like Zodiac and Seven. Two David Fincher movies all in one. Um, more so like Seven. If you haven't seen Seven, let me just refresh your... your. Uh... <laughs> Hold on. Uh, hang on a second. I can't. This thing needs to go away. You need to go away. Oh, that's why. Let me refresh your memory. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the, what's in the box? That's in the movie Seven. If you haven't seen the movie Seven, you'll find out. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the, what's in the box? You'll find out what's in the box. It's um, quite disturbing. <clears throat> what do you put in your coffee? I put uh, oat milk. Earlier, I put coconut milk in there, and it was too, too heavy. It was too heavy, way too heavy for me. Speaking of heavy, Batman, the Batman, dark, very dark. The reveal of this Batman, he comes out of the shadows and he beats up those guys, you know? He, like, slowly creeps out of the shadows. When I was in a movie theater at the TCL Chinese Theater, when I was there, uh, the whole crowd cheered 
the whole crowd just like erupted when he walked out of the shadows and I was like, cool, this is a cool experience. I'm actually very spoiled. I have to go see the movie at the TCL Chandy's IMAX theater now every time, every time I can't see a movie anywhere else. I don't know why, but I'm spoiled. I have a high bar. I will pay the $137 for one ticket to go see any movie at that theater. It's not that much money, but it might as well be. Another thing I liked about the Batman. Uh, my, my old buddy. I'd like to say he's my old buddy. I actually worked with Paul Dano on his first movie. His first movie was my first movie too. We worked on the movie LIE together. I was a PA on that movie. And I uh, got to know Paul Dano that summer. And we all went to Sundance. And we all stayed at the same place at Sundance. And we all hung out and watched LIE at the screenings with Michael Cuesta. Michael Cuesta the director of LIE, went on to basically write and direct the first six episodes of Dexter. You guys remember Dexter? He came up with Dexter, speaking of serial killers. Let me use this pencil to pick my fro out. Sometimes you use like a, a, a comb. I just, use a, I just use a number two pencil. That's all I need. The Batman. It's raining in every single scene, much like the movie 7. Raining always raining every outdoor scene there's a couple things that like I, it took me out of the movie because I was like why wouldn't they do this there's one scene where this car smashes through a uh, church of the funeral and uh, out comes Peter Sardsgaard or, or whatever uh, and he's like taped up and, and he's got a bomb attached to his hand it's very clear what's going on there the whole crowd inside the, the church where the car crashes through just hangs out they're just hanging out there like huh I feel like there would be much more of a melee, much more of a, of a, of a catastrophe, much more of just like anarchy. People running outside, people running away, people screaming still, people try to help the hurt and injured, but nobody got hurt actually. They all got out of the way just in time. But I think there would have been much more anarchy. However, it was just very calm. Everybody's like, huh? A car smashing through a church? Let's just stay here and watch what happens and how this plays out. I just feel like a lot of people would just run outside immediately. Some people would run over to the car. Some people would run outside. None of that happened, and it kind of took me out of the movie. There was a couple things like that in the movie where I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. I got to rewatch it because there's some jokes I missed because the like, audience was clapping or cheering and I, I just totally missed some of the jokes i think i missed some of the jokes because i was like this wouldn't happen and then i kind of talked right over right over the joke anyway the batman it was a, it's a good movie it's a really good movie i'm looking forward to the sequel i think the penguin is going to be the main villain in the second one um probably with the help of the joker or something because there's, you know, you got to have like multiple bad guys in these Batman movies. The Penguin was played by Colin Farrell, completely unrecognizable, completely incredibly unrecognizable. I was really taken aback. I was just like, he doesn't even seem like the same human. And he was saying in an interview that I just watched where he was like, you know, it was just gave him license to be that character and not himself. Because he said when he looked at the mirror and he heard his own voice and his own accent coming out of that guy's face because he had all the makeup on, he was like, that felt unsettling. Like, he felt like he needed to be that guy all the time. Method. Method acting is what it's called. 
I guess he didn't come off that way to everybody else. Everybody else seemed to like <laughs> be like, what? Who is this guy? Apparently they didn't know who the heck he was when he was walking around the set and the actors were kind of like J-holes to him. I was going to say A-hole, but you know, J-hole works too. Jack-hole. They were like, who is this guy? He'd go up to people and be like, hey, how you doing? And they'd like, uh, excuse me, I am a prima donna actor. I cannot be around this guy who looks hideous. <laughs> Only pretty people around me, please. Actually, notice that a lot. Here in Los Angeles, there's just people who just want to be around pretty people. Like, they don't even understand how to relate to someone who's not of, like, abnormal levels of attractiveness. <laughs> I've seen it from a distance. They're like, I don't know how to talk to someone who's not pretty. That's, like, legit how people operate in this town. <laughs> a lot of them do. People that I don't like to really talk to. Um, superficiality is not my fort. Really isn't. Not a fan. I like to talk about ideas and concepts. And things. I like to talk about uh, what I consider important. Like the Batman. You know? Hey guys, I was actually practicing the drums today. I figured out a way. I'm going to be able to play... Ever this, is, uh, this is very exciting for me. I'm going to be able to play Everlong. In about a week, because I can play it at half speed and three quarter speed, and I'm just nailing it. I'm just nailing every fill. I'm doing it. I'm very excited. Everlong is a very. I've been. I've been practicing the drums. I've been playing drums now for about a year. December, January, February, March, and four months. A year and a third. And I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting. I'm getting there, you know? I'm learning about the drums. I'm sticking my, my whole head inside the drum set, learning how to play the drums. It's really fascinating for me. It's really fun for me because what I like about it is I'm learning a new thing, and it challenges my mind, and it brings back the joy of learning a new instrument because I learned how to play guitar, and I learned how to play bass, and I learned how to play keyboards, and I was like, you know what? This is bringing back that original joy of playing something for the first time. And that's what the Batman is. The Batman, again, is yet another reboot, reimagining of the Batman. I think originally it was supposed to be it was supposed to be just a, a one-off like Joker. But, you know, you know how money works and all that, right? That's what they want. They want more money. So they're probably going to make many sequels to this Batman. Probably three. They should really plan it out. I think Matt Reeves, the director, said that he was only going to make about... He's going to wait about four years before he does another Batman. Well, it's just, just, you know, wait for it then, I guess. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ah, uh, what are you guys doing this weekend? I might go see the Batman again, just by myself. Just go get some popcorn, eat popcorn for dinner, go watch the Batman... I'll enjoy it, too, because uh, there'll be a big crowd there. And Listen, I don't feel too scared to go out because the COVID levels are going down, one. Number two, I've got my first dose, my second dose, my booster shot, plus antibodies. 
at this point. I don't know what more I could do to avoid being able to uh, acquire and or spread the, the COVIDs. You know? Let me skip this. If you guys have any comments about the Batman, if you have a favorite Batman, let me know in the comments. You could also take the poll. A couple of days ago, I put a poll out on one of the episodes of Aristotle Full Throttle Podcast on Spotify. You could go there and check it out and go ahead and uh, answer answer the questions. What else is trending? What's new in the news? Dogs get depressed too, and owners need to learn to spot the signs. What? What? Dogs get depressed. I believe it. I mean, dogs are people too. They really are. I've seen, I've seen do- many dogs. Hey, Judella19, welcome to the show. Let me play your intro and see what happens. You know, it's interesting. Uh, that'll get, definitely give me a copyright notice. I can't wait for it, but I just needed to hear that song one more time because it's the greatest song ever. And we know we know that there, Paul McCartney had Yesterday, Queen had Bohemian Rhapsody, Chumba Wumba had Tub Thumping. Welcome to the show, Judella19. Thank you for being here. We're very excited to have you. I know Judella19 saw the movie last night, the Batman we're talking about. I was talking about depressed dogs, uh, but enough about me. What'd you think of the movie, Judella 19? What did you think? I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought that the final reveal, one of my favorite things about the reveal at the toward the end of the movie was, uh, I'm going to jump to the part where Paul Dano gets captured. The Riddler gets captured. The Riddler, played by Paul Dano, Dano, I call him Paul Dano, but everybody calls him Paul Dano. But here's how English works. If there's a vowel after a single consonant, you pronounce the vowel before the consonant. Paul Dano. That's just how it works, generally speaking. It's not banal. It's banal. You know what I mean? So, uh, people say banal because they don't want to sound like they're mistakenly saying anal. I think they're afraid to say it. They're afraid to say banal. But it's not banal. It's banal. Also, it's not uh, niche. It's not niche. It's niche. Niche is French for niche. But enough about English and mansplaining how words work. Uh, Judella19 in the chat says, I really liked it. Remember? Okay, so one of my favorite parts of the movie was when Batman had Paul Dano, the Riddler, behind the glass at Arkham Asylum, right? And here was the cool thing. I thought it was fantastic because Paul, uh, the Riddler just kept saying, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. And it was like, oh, man, he's just playing with Batman right now. He's just playing with Batman. And then he's like, Bruce Wayne was the last one we didn't get. 
And he was like, oh, he doesn't know that he's Batman. And it was so crazy. It was so crazy that he, like, I don't know. I just thought that was a good moment. Is this Will? I think begs to differ. But is this Will said that he didn't really think that that was the greatest moment. But I did. I was like, oh, they just did a, uh, they just did a flip back, double reversal, switch back on us. Now uh, it's, uh, we didn't know, but we did know, but we didn't know, but we did know. I liked what the uh, Riddler said. I can destroy everything, but I'm not, but I can. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Also, so I liked that. I liked that. But uh, Will said he, he, he didn't think he, like, he, you know, he didn't really like that that much. But here's what the thing is. Was the Riddler still toying with Batman? He could have been still toying. It could go either way. He could have faked out Batman. Like, he could have that knowledge and then pretend that he doesn't have that knowledge. Which is, keeps Batman on his toes. It's a quagmire, as the Riddler would say. Um, yes, but was he or wasn't he? It was a very ironic moment. It was a moment where, even though the Riddler was caught, he still had all the power. And he still may have all the power because he still might know that it's Bruce Wayne. But he also has a vested interest in not sharing that information. Because if he keeps Bruce Wayne quiet, then uh, he it's like special knowledge that only he has. And Bruce Wayne has. And Alfred has. I like that Alfred was just an old military guy. And he's like, I made you sandwiches. Okay? Not your butler. <laughs> It was pretty cool. He's basically like, I'm your stepdad. He's like, oh, I'm going to solve this cryptogram for you. I actually took to one of the cryptograms off the website. If you go to the website at the very end of the credits, there's actually a, a cipher on that page. And I started to decipher it the other day, actually. I got to decipher it. I got to write down the symbols and, and, and the corresponding letters and stuff. I got to like... It's... Yeah. It's hard because it's all these weird cryptic symbols, and you got, and it's hard to, it's hard to decipher a cipher. It turns out, it all it took them forty years or so to figure out one of the Zodiac killers' ciphers, and they just solved it like two years ago. <laughs> just one, just like it, it took them like, it was a couple in San Francisco Bay Area or something, and um, they found one of the ciphers, and they actually deciphered. The Zodiac Killer is one of the final ones that he had sent to the police to taunt them. Um, let me see. Zodiac. Uh, Zodiac Cipher. Let's see. In the news. How mathematicians cracked the Zodiac Killer's cipher. See, I told you there's true crime on this podcast, ladies. Ladies out there who like, like true crime, who want to know about all the killing. Here, check this out. In the 1960s, serial killer self-identifying the Zodiac killed at least five people in Northern California and claimed to have murdered more. In November 1969, the Zodiac killer sent a card to the San Francisco Chronicle containing a 340-character secret message that for more than 50 years went unsolved by detectives. I was wrong. I was wrong up by 10 years. Cryptography experts, amateur sleuths, and curious others. After months of crunching code during the pandemic... See, the pandemic gave us time to learn the drums and decipher Zodiac codes. 
Three researchers on three different continents announced that they'd finally decoded the message, further bolstering the claim. Experts at the FBI verified the solution and even tweeted about it. Ooh, they, t- they even tweeted about it, ladies and gentlemen. Watch out. Watch out for that tweet. I'm talking about the Zodiac Killer final cipher that they dur- they deciphered during the pandemic because they had plenty of time to do so. We had we solved racism and cracked the code the Zodiac Killer sent. The encrypted message didn't reveal the identity of the Zodiac. Oh, he said psych. But it did bring decades of speculation, conspiracy theories, and guesswork to a dramatic close. Cracking the code. It took a lot of computational effort, and it's been a real source of frustration for a lot of people, says computer programmer David of Roanoke, Virginia. I'm sorry, I didn't say his name correctly. It's Orenchak of Roanoke, Virginia. Who has a background in cryptography? I got a background in cryptography. I used to do them every day in the paper on Tuesday. He spent years fielding theories from misguided, would-be sleuths about the meaning of the 340-character code and the identity of its author. So many people conjure coincidences out of thin air. And more the coincidence they generate, the stronger the evidence. The cipher has always had such a target on its back, says Sam Blake, an applied mathematician at the University of Melbourne, Melbourne. That's how you say it, Melbourne. If you just tune again, this is the true crime part of Aristotle Full Throttle. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to get the ratings up, okay? I'm trying to balance out the demo. Uh, who worked on Orange with Orangeac? Although the code breakers involved it. Each have been working out for the cipher for years. The successful joint effort began in 2018, and the Orange Shock delivered a talk about the cipher at the annual meeting of the American Cryptogram Association in Asheville, North Carolina. First of all, I would like to join the American Cryptogram Association because I used to do it every single day and Newsday, and I would yeah I could I'm pretty good I'm I'm pretty good at I even have an app for that. I could tell you what like if you replace all the B's with A's. Watch what happens. It's pretty BA. Uh, Judella19 says in the chat, I liked when Batman said no guns and Gordon was like, that's your thing. <laughs> that's true. That was true. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. We're going to get back to the Batman, but right now we're solving the Zodiac's crimes. But one person stood out, Blake. He responded that Orinchek's talk with math- mathematical ideas about how to approach the code that includes both uh, a homophonic substitution in which one letter might be swapped for more than one symbol and transposition in which letters are re- reordered in a systemic systematic way Ooh, that's interesting it's kind of like an unfolding type of cryptogram this will challenge your brains watch out this might be challenging uh Orinchak and blake began corresponding and eventually generated hundreds of thousands of possible ways to read the code I was paused right there. So when they finally struck gold, let's let's read what the code finally says. Um, fifty-one years it took to decipher the code. What was the code though? Let's read it. It's probably something stupid. He was probably like, "Psych, I I, I know this took you fifty years to figure out." Let's see, Zodiac cipher message reads. Let's read that. It's probably like the guy liked to toy 
That's just like the Riddler liked to toy with Batman. They, uh, I don't know. Do the I go to. Oh, I guess they won't release it because of. Because the ongoing investigation. Interesting. Interesting. But it didn't reveal their identity. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I still think it's Ted Cruz. All right, let's go back to the Batman. I liked when the Batman had said no guns and Gordon was like, that's your thing. This is how Gordon talks. Talks. I liked when he's, uh, Judy, <laughs> I liked when Commissioner Gordon said, you're going to punch me in the face and run up the stairs and escape on the roof. <laughs> and that, that, the whole crowd cheered when he said that. And then he, they were chatting and then pretending to argue with that he got punched in the face. It was like, bam, he got knocked out. He got punched in the jaw. And then later on when they beat up, he's like, you could have pulled your punch. And, he, and Batman said, I did. <laughs> That's a classic moment. That's a classic moment. You could have pulled that punch. I did. Everybody kind of whispers in that movie in the Batman. Everybody's like, what are we going to do? Well, the Batman... It's raining out. I can barely hear you with all the water hitting the roof. This is, we're standing on a tin roof. Why are we whispering? It's raining. It's a stylistic choice, I say. By golly, I say that this was a stylistic choice made by the Matthew Reeves. Christopher Reeves' grandson. That's not true. I'm kidding. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Batman. Solved. Solved. The crime. I liked the fact that the Riddler had actual riddles to solve. Um, La Rata. El Rata. You know. Uh, what did you think about Colin Farrell as Oz, Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin? They even call him the penguin. And when he was tied up, he kind of waddles like a little penguin. He was like waddling like a penguin. So it made sense that. He looked like a penguin, and he, you know. I was just waiting for his umbrellas because it was raining the whole time. Why didn't he pull out an umbrella? <laughs> Seems like the most motivated reason for the penguin to start pulling umbrellas out, but he didn't ever have an umbrella. I don't think. I gotta watch it again to make sure. But uh, you know, the penguin's thing—it's just like umbrellas with guns in them. <laughs> so Oswald Cobblepot. When he goes, well, you two are the world's greatest detectives. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> Batman is the world's greatest detective. They, it was a nice way to coin them. Hey, happy Friday, Studio 8H. Welcome to the show. Uh, let me just do this. Or 20 artists. And now, introducing Studio 8H. Squish. Sorry to have squished you, Studio 8H, but it's all for the sake of comedy and enjoyment, because this show is comedy based. This show is about having a good time and joking. Let's all joke and laugh together, shall we? 
Let's all enjoy and revel in the absurd together. Also, let's talk about the Batman. Did you see the Batman yet, Studio 8H? Did you, do you like Batman? Some people are like, I don't like comic book movies, but I'm like, that's okay. If you're going to widely categorize comic book movies as one thing, as a monolith, then, you know, uh, you're lost at my gain. I enjoy movies in general, and if a movie's what Mel, Mel Wade or well-made, Mel Wade is like uh, someone's cousin, like Wade Boggs' cousin, uh, Mel Wade, Dennis Quaid's son. So if you are a fan of movies just like me, then, uh, you know, then you might enjoy it. Some people are just like, I don't care. Just put on a thing and, and have it be on, and I'll watch it. That's cool, too. You enjoy you. You do you. Boo. You know? And some people are like, I don't like it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That's what I say to them. That's a very famous scene, and also the person in that scene with the dude talking about the opinion is the Jesus himself, John Totora, who is also in The Batman. Well, Studio 8H, you haven't seen it yet. Well, we're going to talk about it. We're talking about it right now, in fact. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a three-hour movie. Three hours. I actually had to... Get up and run to the and go pee at one point, because here's why: um, I got this gigantic soda at the beginning, and um, there was an action sequence. And just because of the pacing of the movie, I was like, "There's probably going to be a lull right now," so I'm going to get up and go run to the bathroom and pee and come back because I bet there's a car chase coming up. And I was exactly right. <laughs> And by the way, that car chase was one of the coolest car chases I've ever seen, ever. That was really cool. The way they side-mounted the camera on the car, on the Batmobile, it's just like a hot rod. It wasn't really, it was just a car that was heavily armored. You know, these other Batmobiles, they're like these really special, highly sophisticated vehicles. This was just a jacked-up hot rod. You know, it was Batman who's just like he got a car and he like armored it and jacked it up with a with a booster with some nitro pack. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, I th I would like one of those cars, please. I'm Uncle Ron says in the chat, best best bat best Batmobile. Here it is, my most likable song ever. <laughs> Coca-Cola, lipstick ring, go dance, dance all night, night, dance all night. Kiss me, just kiss me, kiss me, Nephrodite. Lipstick, kiss me, lipstick ring, go, that's the way you like it. This is your most likable song ever? <laughs> yeah. People will love it. People will love it, is what they say. Um, yeah, uh, I'm Uncle Ron says it's the best Batmobile ever. Best Batmobile. Well, I do like the 60s one. That was funny. It was a funny one. And the show is comedy-based, and it was absurd. It was a funny car. I, I, you know, something about the original, the, the 1989 Batmobile that's sleek, but it's very highly specific. You would have to have that made. I like that the fact that the Dark Knight trilogy had a, like a pre-existing military experimental vehicle that they were working on, and they just, does it come in black? You know? They just paint it black, and it's just like uh, the Rolling Stones did. 
They see a green car, and they want to paint it black. That's what happened in the in Batman Begins. I liked that that one. It was pretty cool because the front two tires turned into a motorcycle. Now that's some Batman stuff right there. That's some straight up Batman stuff. I, I remember sitting in the theater thinking that car is really cool. He's you know how are they gonna uh, uh, update this? And then it said eject. And he jumped out, and the first, the front two tires turned into a motorcycle, and then my head exploded all over the, the theater. Thankfully, I pieced it back together to watch the remainder of that action sequence where Batman tries to, he's headed straight toward the Joker, and the Joker's like, this is my ultimate plan. I want Batman to go against his, his, his morals, his ethics. I want Batman, because that means I will win, because I am chaos, and Batman is order, and Batman never goes against his his ethics. So I'm, if Batman kills me now, I win. This is such a great scene. So he's like, come on, Batman. Come on, run, run me over because then I win this whole battle. And then Batman's like, no. And he skids out. I thought that was a really great, great scene. Uh, this one really hit the detective part of Batman, which is... Really missed by Batman movies. It says, I'm Uncle Ron. Yes, we were, I was discussing that earlier on the show, that this is a detective movie. It's a film noir. It takes place in the rain, very much like the movie Seven. It's got Seven vibes by David Fincher, also Zodiac vibes by David Fincher. So this David Fincher basically might have directed this movie. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know. And then I read a, a bunch about the Zodiac Killer because this is now a partly true crime podcast because... That apparently will boost the ratings <laughs> if you talk about true crime. Also, it's a relationship advice uh, show. Also, it's an entertainment show. Also, we talk about nuclear physics because we're trying to touch all the bases. We're trying to round the bases right now. It's uh, We're going to try to bring it home. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Batman let me know. One of my favorite parts is there's an action sequence. When uh, Judel19 mentioned earlier that uh, Batman says, no guns. And then Commissioner Gordon says, that's your thing. Uh, that was a good scene because, first of all, it's character. It's great. Second of all, when Batman is in the hallway, it's in the trailer too. It's one of the greatest fight sequences I've ever seen where the the muzzle flashes of the guns are revealing how Batman is like working in these shadows and he's beating the crap out of everybody. And you just see, it's like a strobe light effect of Batman taking out all these dudes with machine guns. Cause he's just taking them out. I, I just thought that was one of the coolest visual ways of storytelling that little scene. I mean, the whole movie is a great step-by-step -step, uh, storytelling. What was that? I'm uncle run. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the, what's in the box? Uh, let me just say that. Uh, uh, what's in the box? What's in the What's in the box? Yeah, that's a good question. What's in the box? So I found it fascinating. I found it a good, uh, compelling uh, mystery that kept unfolding. It's hard to spoil the movie when people say th there's certain things that that uh, can spoil movies, and. Hold on a second. But there, this is, doesn't have like one big reveal that will spoil the movie. There's like several big reveals that are 
twists and turns throughout the story of the movie. And since we're spoiling it, plug your ears, Studio 8H. But when we find out who Selena Kyle's father is, that's a, no, I am your father. Uh, we, You know, that's interesting. That's a very interesting reveal. I think the only... Rain says, why do you sound like the penguin saying, good God, what are you showing me when he's shown the image of the commissioner, lol? Why does that sound like the penguin saying? Uh, yes, Rain, you know, it's, that's a great scene. That's a great scene where they're interviewing Oswald Cobblepot. And uh, they tied him up and they're like, they showed him the face of the mayor who's, or the, uh, whose face got eaten by rats? Was it the former commissioner? I'm Uncle Ron says, I really love the Gordon Batman Penguin or Final Batman Riddler segment. Yes, I really enjoyed that too. I was talking earlier, uh, I'm Uncle Ron, about that scene with Paul Dano, the, the Riddler, when he's behind the glass and he's going, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. And, and like the whole audience is like holding their breath. I was, I was like, what? And did Batman standing like, oh, man, the jig is up. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. That moment was incredible. It was just incredible because for me it was. I know Is This Will differs on his opinion on that, but you know what I say to Is This Will? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. But I really liked that scene because because uh, it was suspenseful and ironic. And also, maybe the Riddler was toying with Batman. Maybe he was making Batman feel a certain way, manipulating the situation. Maybe he really does know that Batman, vengeance, is actually Bruce Wayne. Maybe he really does know that and just wants to keep that a mystery, whether or not he knows that. I thought that that was, I think it can be played either way. I really do. Rain says, the previous sound, LOL, sorry, you sound, the sound you played earlier, ha huh? What is fun? Oh, what's in the box? What's in the, what's in the box? What are you showing me? Ah, what are you showing me? <laughs> Interestingly enough, I don't think that, yeah, Oswald Cobblepot would be that grossed out being a sociopath. Uh, Rain says in the chat, I like that the Riddler has three personas in this film. One for the public eye, one for of vengeance and one of his fans and followers. Yeah, I re- that's an interesting nugget that you pulled. That's a way to glean, Rain. Uh, I found that very fascinating too. That's re- nice that you bring attention to that because there were scenes where he seemed completely terrifying. And c- because he's so crazy and he thinks he's on a mission, we find out later on, yeah, he's revealed that he thinks that he's Batman's partner. And it's such a genius little move because he basically made a homemade crappy mask of the Batman's mask of what he's seen of it because the nose piece is almost identical and it's like kind of his putting together a mask that looks like the Batman's mask because the whole time the Riddler thinks he's in part he's in partnership with the Batman which is such a great reveal because we're like <laughs> because we think he's taunting Batman the whole time but he th- but he thinks he's working with Batman because he is he's he's a little bit touched he's troubled he has some uh, delusions of grandeur and also just delusions he's delusional so that's a very, very, very uh, fantastic uh, way to point that out. 
And the fans and the followers was like so relatable because you know that that's like Reddit or that's the dark web or something. He's talking to all these people on on there. He's got his little followers. Um, Rain says Pattinson conveyed a lot of angst and fear in that scene with Riddler and kept averting his eyes. Brilliant acting. Yes. Yes. I, I think that Pattinson's Battinson was really interesting in the fact that he was um, – he was very brooding the whole time, which is what Batman, that's his brand. That's the Bat brand. <laughs> brooding, brought to you by Bat brand. <laughs> so Pattinson does, can do a lot of acting with his eyes in this movie, which is it's where it's at. If he can act and convey a lot of emotions and a lot of different range of what's what's going through his head in his eyes, and he's constantly analyzing the situation and you feel that he's analyzing the situation just with his his eyes he's assessing people he's looking at things he's looking for things uh it really does bring the whole it brings it back around again to the fact that this is a detective story and this is the world's greatest detective so he's constantly he's like sherlock holmes times 10 i guess he's sherlock holmes with a with a cape he's sherlock holmes with a right hook and a, and a kick to the groin um, Rain says in the chat, I felt his anxiety. Yes, Batman. Or did you feel Batman's anxiety or the Riddler's? Because the Riddler, when when the Riddler discovers that the Batman was trying to capture him the whole time and was not his partner, and he's like, this was not how it was supposed to go. Yeah, he had a complete meltdown. He had a meltdown because the Riddler thought he was controlling this whole thing the whole time, yet Batman is always one step ahead, but he wasn't one step ahead this time. And finally... You know, it was kind of it was a game of chess. The whole movie's a game of chess, and it takes as long as a game of chess because it was like three hours long. Uh, <laughs> Studio Eight Eight says, "I'm a brooder, baby. So why don't you kill me?" Uh, so I own brooder door. I'm a brooder, baby. So why don't you? Why don't you, Batman? Let me see if I can play that. I mean, I need my slide. Where's my slide? So, so I open the door. I'm a brooder, baby. So why don't you kill me? What did you guys think about the Riddler and meeting the Joker? Did you see that part? Rain says in the chat, He's often referred to as a freak or masked vigilante as he refers to himself as vengeance. Yes. Uh, Rain says also, Riddler is the only character who refers to vengeance as the Batman. Felt as though he, he was mocking him through those letters. The Batman is only verbally said once in this film. Interesting. I didn't pick that up, but I do notice. I did notice that the uh, all of the letters, all the riddles, the cards say to the Batman... Um, but yeah, I guess that's right. He is, it seems like he's taunting him, but, um, Batman never refers to himself as Batman. He just says, I'm vengeance in a very brooding, dark way, very scary way. I'm Uncle Ron says, can we talk about you go from being on top to being a clown? Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about just next. Cause at the very end of this movie, cause this is the spoiler talk, uh, we had, 
a reveal of presumably the Joker. I knew the Joker was going to make an appearance. He has to make an appearance in a Batman story because they are diametrically opposed. Batman is order. Joker is chaos. And they like it's just a dance. They're a dance. Batman also always kind of has to go outside the law. That's what I liked about this movie. He's a vigilante and um, he's brought into the crime scenes. And, you know, Commissioner Gordon's like, look, I know he's dressed funny. I know he's not a cop. I've known him for a year and I, I don't even know who he is. But the guy helps solve crimes. And we need to get this crimes off the streets. We need to catch this guy before he catches another guy. This is the guy I'm going to bring in. And everybody's given a very spe- skeptical of him until Batman's just easily sort of, not easily, he's like, you know, using his high-powered perception to figure out what's going on in the crime scene. So that's the order aspect of it. The other part of the the, the movie is uh, Barry Keegan. Barry Keegan. 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 Thank you for the pronunciation, Rain. Um... Rain says in the chat, I knew he was going to appear because Barry's brother spoiled it during an interview a year ago. So laugh out loud. Yeah, that's that's, you know, that's one way to figure it out, figure it out. I just I just assumed that they would go straight Joker with that. Uh, I'm Uncle Ron. I see has appeared in the chat. I'm Uncle Ron. What's up? Happy Friday. Oh, so there's a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, first, first off. Um, did you, uh, know that, that the original cut of this film was four hours long? I didn't know that. I thought that they added stuff. <laughs> I thought they no, were like, this sort- was cut down because there apparently there is a, a huge sequence in the middle of a film where, since we're spoiling, uh, where Batman go- can't figure out what's going on with Riddler. So he goes to Arkham to talk to Joker because apparently he put uh, Joker there earlier because remember this is two years into him being Batman so he's right. already encountered the Joker and sent him to Arkham and the whole thing so he goes to him to find out it's like saying why is he doing this and uh, Joker basically just says he just basically says you guys are the same person that's very that's very Silence of the Lambs <laughs> that is a very Clarice Starling uh, thing. Did you hear the screaming of the lambs? Quid pro quo. Uh, that would have been interesting. That would have actually invoked another, yet another serial killer type of uh, aspect of this whole of the of the storytelling of this. I wonder if we'll get that in the bonus features. That is, that's... Oh, we are. Oh, good. Matt Reeves already said all the stuff that they cut out is going to be available on the on the Blu-ray, and it is hitting HBO Max April, middle of April. So. People who cool. can't get to a theater or don't want to sit there for three hours uh, will be able to watch it at home. Uh, so that's going to be uh, – I cannot wait. I want to see – I wanted to see it again the next day. Yeah, I wanted to see it again, actually. I was supposed to see it again last night, but uh, plans changed. But that – I do want to see it again. I might just go see it again tonight after the, after the show because – there was a lot. There's a lot in the movie. It's a three-hour movie, but there's a lot. There's, it feels like there's world-building. It feels like Gotham is its own place now. It really does feel like a Blade Runner level of, of world building for Gotham. Um, well, he also, where- yeah, he also said that there. Oh, excuse me. As long as he's doing the movies, that he has no interest in Superman whatsoever. That's fair, because we're and so I, grounded. I also loved at the end. Uh, when he's like, you know, and also, also I love Batman doesn't have a gravelly voice. 
Um, right. Right. But he asks Selena, "Where are you going to go?" And she says, "Bloodhaven." And I'm like, "Yes, Bloodhaven." Awesome. That's a, yes. what is. I'm not Nightwing. wearing hockey pants. Nightwing. Yeah, that's where. That's where. That's where the original Robin went to get away from Batman. Oh, interesting. I heard that Robert and... Pattinson said that if they do a Robin, they got to make him a kid. They got to make him like fourteen years old. Oh, they have to. Old. Yeah, and he yeah. also wants to do. He also wants to do. Um. um uh, he wants uh, Robert Pattinson wants to do Court of Owls next. That's I um, saw that too. Yeah, yeah and did, now did you also notice that um, it, it went from like a almost like a year one type thing, and then at the end there with the explosions, it became No Man's Land. Um, the 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 comic run, or is that a, yeah, is where, that a... after the after the uh, uh, the giant earthquake? And the government basically told Gotham they're on their own, which is exactly what they just told what they told Gotham here. Oh, interesting. So yeah, they're they're really kind of leaning into the lore of uh, of and they can pull from so much of the stories um, in there. Is this Will? Welcome to the show. Is this Will in the chat? Uh, I'll play your intro. You got the touch. Yeah. Is this Will? You got the touch. All right, is this Will says? Uh, is this Will says scheduling conflicts? Ahoy, hello all, welcome. Rain says in the chat, went to see it five different screens. We don't have a Dolby screen here in Dublin. Oh, cool, you're in Dublin. We don't have uh, iSense and IMAX and and other screen. We do have iSense and IMAX and other screens. Well, welcome from Dublin. I've been to Dublin. My grandmother on my mom's side is Irish. Was Irish anyway. So, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, yes, yes indeed. Well, what do you think is the future of the Batman sequels? Because I do think that they can just keep bringing all, they can bring it back Oswald Cobblepot. They could bring back the Riddler and have him dressed in a more traditional look, which, or, or closer to the comics. I think that would be cool to see him, you know, Kind of, this was the origin of the Riddler in a sense, also. And to see him, you know, just a little. I liked that this movie is very grounded. It, they it's also the most did grounded. announce that they're doing a spinoff um, series on HBO Max with uh, the Penguin, so starring Colin yes. Farrell. That's true. I did hear about that. And that uh, Commissioner Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, will also make appearances in that series. Also, um, yeah. Barry Keon. I'm interested in seeing his take on the Joker. He's better um, than in this than he was in Eternals. Oh, I, I haven't seen Eternals yet. I still haven't seen Eternals. But I you purposely know, went, went through to the post credit stuff because the movie itself bored the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I try, I started watching it and then I was like, oh, I don't want to continue watching this. But uh, Barry Keon from the movie. Uh, I kind of got the feeling when they kind of slid the, the door open and he's like, uh, here's a riddle for you. The fewer that you have, the more valuable they are. And, of course, Riddler knows immediately he's talking about a friend. So uh, I felt that they were really kind of doing the Thanos thing where, you know, if you look at Thanos at the end of all of the credit and credit sequences of all the Marvel movies before we formally get 
introduced or like officially I mean he was in the Avengers he's in a lot of those movies but he kind of just plays a generic version but then when he shows up in Infinity War he's a very full fleshed out character you know and he right. and he kind of he's totally shifts from kind of that jocular I'll fine I'll do it myself you know like the end of what Guardians of the Galaxy or something um where the Thanos is kind of like a cartoonish off-screen character but when he shows up in Infinity War he there's no doubt that he is completely menacing and horrifying yeah right. uh, so a, I have a, a work call to take so I'll talk to you later all right sayonara thank you Ron for contributing to the chat so that is a very fascinating take Rain says, have you visited the Riddler's URL? Yes, Rain, I have visited the URL, and I saw that there's a cipher there. I started, actually, I actually started to um, try to, here, I'm going to, like, I started to try to uh, decode it already. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to work on decoding that at some point. Uh, I do like cryptograms, so I'm sure it'll be fun to decode. The only thing I wish they had done differently, says Is This Will, with the design of Batman was that his cape was has a trench coat look to uh, rep the proper detective look. That's an interesting contribution to the style design. However, I think that the cape looked really cool. I liked the way that it was tucked in and it was very comic book accurate looking, very drawing accurate, the way it was all very tucked in and, and uh, the angles of uh, the tuck. <laughs> I liked it, the tuck. But yeah, if it was more of a trench coat, it kind of felt like a trench coat. I was just thinking about his cape earlier today, is this? Well, I actually really was going, you know, maybe he has a cape so he can sort of keep you guessing, keep you on your toes, kind of shield whatever he's doing. I mean, that's probably the, the real reason why Batman has a cape. Well, the real reason Batman probably has a cape in comic books is to show dynamic movement <laughs> in the drawings of Batman. But to have a practical reason for it, it might be, so that he's just, you know, he's just cagey. You can't see what he's doing with his hands. You can't see what he's doing. With, you can't see where his hands are. You can't see what he's doing. And that's what he needs you to have. He needs to be, he needs to keep you on your toes. He needs to keep you guessing for sure. Uh, Rain says, oh, wow, I won't say anything. But it has uh, an update already. If you miss the files, it shows everything in the video I posted there. Ooh, interesting. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go ahead and like the video. I appreciate it if you do. Uh, this is a show that's five days a week, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's U.S. time. Well, that's just Pacific Standard Time. I always pause at that part of the song. <laughs> anyway, uh, the show is available on all platforms for podcasts the very next day. So you can download it, listen to it, rub it on your ears and, and your face and, and have you know, open your pores. It'll be wonderful for you. It's just great for you. It actually nourishes your liver. Is this Will says where it covers almost all of them as an extension of the cowl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As an extension of the cowl. Well, I really do believe they're going to update the suit because this suit looks very hodgepodge. It looks like he cobbled it together. Oswald cobbled it pot together. Um, so in the future, I do believe we'll see an updated version of the bat suit, just like we did in every Batman movie, basically. They might, in fact, put nipples on it. Who knows? Rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. <clears throat> do it. 
You know, what, how about that? I said good day! Is this Will says, like a proper cloak, Tim Sale was good for that. The long cloak style when Batman is standing around investigating. I like when Batman stands around and investigates. I was telling my parents they might really, in, in fact, enjoy this movie because it's very uh, detective. It's a detective movie. Um, and they like that kind of thing. They also like true crime. And if you like true crime, Aristotle Full Throttle is the greatest true crime podcast. You, you could tell all of your friends about that because that'll up the ratings. And I, what we're going for is in the most amount of joy we could spread through through the world. This is actually my mission. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, you say like all these platitudes, you say all these like nice things, you say all these like positive affirmations, but you know what? You can leave your cynicism at the door kindly, thank you, because some people need to hear it. Some people need that motivation. Some people enjoy that. I wake up in the morning and I listen to motivational speeches because you know why? It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up and keep moving forward. That's what Rocky told us. Rocky you know, the fictional character. He's uh, he's kind of like the anti-Batman. He just gets punched in the head over and over again. I don't know, but he keeps going. Batman has a plan for everything. He's got a contingency plan. That's what I love. Um, what I also loved about the Batman is that Robert Pattinson isn't quite there yet. He's not quite the greatest detective in the world yet because he's missing a couple things. He makes a couple mistakes. And... Uh, he does point out that the Riddler doesn't make mistakes, which was really useful information for them solving the fight that one of those riddles, El Rata. <laughs> no, not the nips. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Matt Reeves decides with the with the bat suit in the future. Maybe he just will. Maybe he'll give he'll put like a, a beer hat for Batman so he can put a straw on just while he's out fighting crime. He could have like a. He could have a couple Guinnesses on his head. What do you say there, Rain? Is this Will in the chat says, in a way, the pieces of armor look like the Flash suit if it was all black. Kind of in a way. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the same design team or some, some of the same people over at Warner Brothers. Rain also says in the chat, I loved how he maneuvered very slowly around the crime scene in order to record everything through his lenses to review later. It was very detective-based film. That is a, another great observation, Rain. Yes, that was such a cool reveal later because you see he's like very slowly, methodically scanning everything. And you're just like, this guy, he, what is he, the Terminator? But turns out, yeah, he's kind of the Terminator. He's got little contact lenses that record everything. And that was probably the most fantastical piece of equipment in the entire movie, yet it doesn't seem too far out of the realm of reality. You know what I mean? It seemed like a Bluetooth lens that he could probably record onto something else. And, uh, you know, Batman always has to have that one step higher, that one extra level of uh, believability, of like that one extra level of extra. <laughs> Batman is one or two extra. So that's like, that was really cool. How The other stuff, like, for instance, I almost forgot to mention this. When Batman goes to the roof after he punches out Gordon <laughs> upon Gordon's request, which was just a great scene to show the chemistry between them. When Batman goes up to the roof, when vengeance goes up to the roof and jumps off. And, but he, he first of all, he's scared. 
You, you see the fear. He goes, he's actually scared of the heights. And you're like, well, he hasn't done this before. And then he pulls the ripcord for his freaking flight suit, which is totally believable because you've seen those people do that, right? You've seen people, what do they call that? Gliding, the glide suits. I don't know what they're, they call it, but it's, it's like a really risky type of uh, sport that people really play, do. I don't know what kind of death wish those people have, but Batman has one of them suits and he hit a bus and he flipped out around and landed on the ground and looked like he was in pain, which it all seemed very real. Like, you know, except for that, you know, he probably would have snapped his neck <laughs> on that crash, but, but he had all that armor on. Uh, oh, Rain, yeah, he even has the contact lenses as Bruce. Well, that's the thing, Rain. That, that's what I liked about this, the Batman, is that the movie mostly has only Batman in it. There's barely any Bruce Batman without his suit on. And even at one point, Bruce is like, I don't like Bruce. Batman is everything. Batman is who I am. That is myself. That is my real self. And that's all that matters, basically. And, you know, at some point, Alfred's like, dude, you need to start cultivating your Bruce Wayne side for the public because the Waynes are very important. And I was your uh, I respected your father. So you need to carry on the, the Wayne legacy as well. So that that's a really cool interplay that they have, because Bruce Wayne is obsessed with Gotham and being Batman and not just being Batman, but just solving the crimes as Batman. So I find that compelling I like that there's tons of Batman in this movie. <laughs> but a lot of the times it's just kind of Bruce Wayne going around, figuring stuff out, and then putting on the suit and then fighting a bunch of people and then leaving. But this is just all Batman. It's Batman the whole time. Rain says in the chat, I like that Bruce is a recluse. Bruce the recluse Bruce. As Falcone calls him. By the way, they adjusted the name Falcone. It's actually pronounced Falcone, but it's Falcone in the movie because they want you to associate it with Falcon. Because everything's a bird, the penguin, the falcon, the bat, or flying something, something flying. We don't see him as a CEO philanthropist just yet, and it's clear he hates the fame and the public. He only went out in order to investigate. Yes, that, that is definitely the thing that we get from this movie, that he wants to, f to solve all the crimes. Rain says, uh, well, is this Will says... It was even in a way an example of how successful he had been in creating a mystique they all bought into. Yeah, I mean, this movie is interesting because you really get the sense that, that he has to create this persona. He has to have this scary thing. And when he comes out of the shadows for the first time in the very beginning of the movie, it's really cool. It's just really cool. When he comes out the shadows, who are you supposed to be? Because it's Halloween. They're like, what are you dressed as? We'll see if there's going to be a Robin. We'll see. This is the wrap-up. What was your favorite part? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat. Let us know in the Discord. If you want to join the Discord. Here, Rain. Let me get you the... Uh, normally, if you subscribe or go on the Patreon, I give out the invite to the Discord. But I'll invite you because you've got a lot of cool things to say. So we have discussions that go on on the Discord. Here is the Discord link. You can join that now for like the next hour. So go ahead and join that. And uh, we'll chat about this over the weekend. Hopefully you're, you're going to have a wonderful weekend. Oh, 
is this will. I made a joke about this yesterday. I said, right as the wrap-up happens, Will's going to ask the most thought-provoking questions. <laughs> is this Will? Are you going to join the chat? Because this is the outro. <laughs> we could continue the discussion on Monday. Um... <laughs> Is this Will? J- jump in the chat. Jump in the chat. What do you, what have you, let's, let's rewind a little here. <laughs> I think a lot of people just left though, because they thought I was, I was wrapping it up. Um, let us know. I feel like it's more, it's more interesting. <laughs> have a good one, Ray. Thanks for stopping in. It's more interesting to have people chatting on here back and forth but uh all right is as well i'll give you 30 seconds <laughs> to jump into the chat otherwise i gotta wrap it up um is this will welcome to the show rain says also i would uh the, you would have caught the Rid- riddler much earlier we discussed that on discord would have caught the riddler much earlier let us know your theories. Let us know your chat. Yes, is this Will? Uh, you're muted currently. You might have to press. There's like a little mute button. All right, you can hear me now. Hello there. Yes. Oh, awesome. No, I was, <laughs> when you read the last thing that I put in chat, there were. It was actually part two of the thing I wrote before it. Okay, tell us what you you think. Now I gotta go look at it because I don't have it like at the tip of my brain. It was spurred a moment. Um, Hold on, it's scrolling back, scrolling back. Scrolling back. I was saying the Riddler, the Joker. The Riddler did make no. The Riddler made a mistake. The Riddler made a mistake. Was his overconfident in how much Batman understood where he was coming from. So that was well, his mistake. He invested too much confidence in Batman. That that is a mistake. However, that's his delusion. You know, that's the thing that's driving him the whole way. Is like he thinks that he's partners with Batman, which was a cool reveal. And since he didn't make any mistakes, it's kind of an unpredictable reveal because we were like, oh, he thought this whole time the Batman was on his side, and now if you rewatch the movie, you're like. You see that it's he's not taunting the Batman. He's like, "Hey, Batman, check this out. This is fun, right?" Like, give them hints. Yeah, he's like. So, have you talked about that moment before today? Because if if the podcast already dealt with that particular moment, I have many, many, many thoughts about that moment. Like, they're not long winded, but just like that's the one thing in the movie that I was still like about. I thought about it a lot. Okay, what what do what did you think about that scene where the Riddler is caught behind the glass and he is saying the he's saying Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne in that scene? Because I right. think he's so, I think he's just doing that to to have the power in that situation. Because maybe he does know it's Bruce Wayne, maybe he doesn't. But we'll never see, know because that, that's like as as a, a film goer. Yeah, part of me was like he knows, and then. Yes. The second part of me was like, oh, this is really playing up the twist. Because yes. the twist is he doesn't know. And right. that's what's supposed to hook us in this moment. So to, to, to assume anything other than he doesn't know is 
giving them a big benefit of the doubt, right? Kind of like in Iron Man 3, oh, that was Peter Parker that was in the Iron Man mask. It's like, eh. Right, like retroactively doing like a retroactive thing. Okay. Oh, the Discord link doesn't work. It's so hard it was either. Yeah, he's... Hold on a second. Let me resend. Let me invite you. Um, send a request to Aristotle Full Throttle. Maybe I could join. I can add you that way. Try that one. Go ahead, Will. Oh, but um, so I mean, when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," and it's almost like, eh, "Man, it would. I would have." liked it more if he did know and then that yeah. was what Batman had to reckon with um, and because of that moment like this is gonna sound maybe weird uh-huh. but I really do feel like the Batman is Batman's Man of Steel where in a the sense ba- it's the deconstruction okay. right. the movie The Batman Okay. To Batman, as Man of Steel is to Superman, it's a deconstruction of the character, and he's he's not as good as we think he is. Right. Um, and well, that scene like typified it because like he was like Batman was as confused as the audience was supposed to be. Well, like, here's the thing: I I don't you, know if you don't know. Yeah, Batman's still working on his code. But he appreciates that Gordon is not corrupt, and he's like the only guy that he respects in the police department and the whole system because he's right, like, yeah. Gordon, Gordon is the only guy who's not corrupt, and he's obsessed with being Batman. He not not obsessed with being Batman, but obsessed with curing the ills of Gotham society. So he needs to do it his way, and he doesn't care about anything else. And I thought that, that was actually really compelling it was like wait a minute you're just gonna throw away oh, yeah. your life well i didn't yeah. say it was bad i'm just saying yeah that's what they kind of went about doing where it's oh because i'm saying the man of steel is not where... that great <laughs> that's what i'm saying oh, well, i'm saying i'm saying me, uh clark man kent you should was... save your father from a tornado because that was yeah dumb. that was you know, here, here's what i'll say then that's that's a perfect segue because in my mind <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the death of Paul Kent was like the he doesn't know reveal. It was like there's this moment where you're like, no way. Yeah, and in Man of Steel, it was a bad no way, like no bleeping way. <laughs> it was like that movie jumped a shark at that moment, and then right. in this movie, it was just no way. Like, yeah, Aw. yeah. But it was, but, you know, but I liked that moment so much because the whole theater was like holding its breath. It was just like 200 people or whatever just sitting there like, <gasps> and then even Batman, he's just kind of like, you know, he is so like he you could see Robert Pattinson expressing this. How do I like, what do I do? It was the one moment where Batman, he got the drop on Batman. The one moment that, you know see, what I mean? And I thought it felt that was, like a cheap did for me. And I'm, maybe I was Monday morning quarterbacking it. But remember, the ticking time bomb of the movie up to that point was the video that was locked behind the code they couldn't crack that everyone had access to if they figured out how to get to it. Right. And so in my head, the conflict was Batman was so afraid that he was about to be exposed by everyone that 
when the Riddler starts saying his name, he's like, oh my god, that's what the video is. It's going to expose me. It's going to tell everyone Batman is Bruce Wayne and my connection to all of this. And the Gotham Project is done at that point. So, well, I have made, to, to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, because in the beginning of the movie, that's the journal. The journal, he's chronicling the Gotham Project, him as Batman. This is year two of the Gotham Project. That's what the narration yeah. is establishing at the beginning of the movie. So his whole project is to see if he can fix yeah. Gotham. You're right, right, um, right. So when he gets off the hook, it's just like, oh, so now that the uh, they had to change the ticking time bomb, and like a lot of people are speculating that that last action sequence, the yeah. scenario after the flood was demanded by Warner Brothers because they didn't like the movie or something or whatever. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. And I honestly huh. don't care because I'm fine with it. I didn't have any problems with it. But yeah. that scene with the Riddler, if you wanted to actually have a capstone for the film, it would making that scene such that the real mystery Batman has to solve and the real problem he has to overcome is and this is like one small change, or whatever we want to call this, or tweak of the week, is yeah. that the Riddler does know, and he does confess it to him, and now Batman mm. has to figure out how not to be ruined by this, how to stop him from exposing him to the right. world um, without yeah. killing him. <laughs> because that would juxtapose it with Man of Steel in a major way, because right. Superman was too dumb to figure out a way to solve the problem without breaking somebody's neck. Yeah, <laughs> I will never forgive Superman for that. Uh, I, also, I will say this about Superman doing for doing that. Who is the Simba suit? Uh, <laughs> I would, and also the reveal of the Joker was actually pretty compelling because he's like so boyish looking. Paul Dano, he looks like a man boy, and that was kind of like the the yeah. whole point of this was like, wow, this guy looks so non threatening. But he's so scary at the same well, time because of that. Like, he, he looks like the Zodiac. He's got the big glasses, and he looks unassuming that way. In the same sense, he looks like Mark David Chapman. Like he, they gave him that that vintage yes. sociopath look. Yeah, like he, you're like right. He, he played it up to the bone, and I hadn't seen him in a while, so I hadn't known that he put on that weight, or at least his facial structure changed so much. So it really yeah, he did, did look like, a little. Give him that look. Looks a little older, I guess, but boyish. The still. other interesting thing about the Joker thing is um, I did listen to a few reviews and critiques over the course of the week since seeing the movie on Sunday, and someone pointed out something I didn't recognize, and that's that the orphanage was Wayne Manor. Oh, it was actually a physical, that, that, the same place, right, the same because, structure. Okay. Yeah, it was literally no, like literally. That's supposed to be Maine Manor, Wayne Manor. That they, <laughs> the, the Wayne yeah. family had moved out of that house because it was old, and moved ah. into the city for him to run for mayor. And so that's where Bruce continued to live after his parents died. Wayne, the the Wayne apartment or the Wayne Tower or whatever we want to call it, where the new Batcave was. Gotcha. But the old Wayne Mansion that was literally old and ah. didn't have modern. HVAC and everything is where they, you know, a baby died every winter. Um, so there was ah, like, so yeah. he flipped a lot of different things. So I thought that was cool. And the fact that Joker I mean, is there, like, there's yeah. so much they can do with that because well, they uh, established that the this thing with the Arkham family. 
Well, uh, Ron said that there's actually an entire sequence with Joker, very Silence of the Lambs type sequence where Batman, it's cut out of the movie and it's going to be in the extended version, but Batman goes to Arkham. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Rain says in the comments, absolutely love Jeffrey Wright as Gordon and his chemistry with Vengeance. Me too, Rain. I think that I could watch a whole series on that. <laughs> like if there was a seven-episode HBO series on that, I would just watch, you know, Vengeance and and Gordon. Uh, Rain also says, I think that Flood really opened doors for Bruce Wayne becoming a philanthropist. He said that he had to make a change within the last bit of narration. Ah, yeah, that might be the motivation for Bruce Wayne to basically pay for the repairs to come out and be like, I represent the reconstruction of Gotham from that side of the the philanthropy side. And, you know, and it was a really powerful image to see Batman literally lighting the way for the people of Gotham. This was like he needs to be the symbol that people can get behind, literally, figuratively, and that's just good filmmaking. Also, Rain says, uh, Paul looks so innocent, that's what makes him even more menacing. WTF. Very, very, that's the scariest thing. And I, I did like the little filmic touch of when they slammed his face down onto the counter and they're screaming and there's like all these cops pointing guns at him and he's like, oh, what? what, what? <laughs> and then they pull him away and yeah. then you see the little question mark in the in his in his. Yeah. Chai, <laughs> his rapper is a whatever. What would that have been? A dirty chai? I don't know. So Rain says, "Could have pulled your punch." Oh my god, it's so good. I did. You could have pulled that punch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great yeah. moment. That was a good, of genuine, funny buddy cop movie moment. Um, right, and, and that- keep saying, you saying the movie's not funny, but their interplay, those two, well. Yeah, between him and Alfred, that's where all the jokes were coming from, and to a certain extent, Catwoman, because there's some irony in her critiques of the rich. Yeah, <laughs> and him just having to sit there and take it, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not going to say anything. He's not going to uh, pull his own card on that one. But uh, I found it really, yeah, she's kind of like you're on my side, right? <laughs> but that's the beauty of the Catwoman, or Catwoman's character, is that she's just so gray area. She's just gray area. She does what. She's going to do, she'll be, team up with the bad guy, she'll team up with the good guy, depending on the situation. And depending on, you know, but right. she's always got a decent motivation to do so. So that's very fascinating with the Catwoman. She can be his enemy or his ally. And it's it's that's such an interesting interplay. Um, she's I, like in the middle. I, I just undistracted myself. The laser pointer of conversation led me astray. Um, we bef- the deleted scene notwithstanding, the scene with Riddler. So imagine the movie at that point, and we don't know that's coming, and then it happens. Yes. And he does know. Right. What happens. Like, and I think I probably bought too much into that. Like, oh man, what the fuck is. Oof, sorry, my French. <laughs> no worries. We'll bleep that. We'll bleep that later. Well, yes. you know what? But I think, I think it gives the Riddler the power to know that and to tell Batman, hey, I know you're Bruce Wayne. So at any given moment, he can release that information and ruin right. Bruce Wayne. So, like, that's why I think it could go either way. I think if he knows for sure, he could just be like, Batman, I got something on you. And at any given moment, I can just 
give away that information, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so they might bring that back up because he's, yeah. he's still out there. And the other uh, funny thing is, uh, in the trivia, not this week, but last week, I, I didn't know anything about the Batman before I did it, right? I haven't got any spoilers, but I put in a question that Ron objected to, where I said, this Batman villain may or may not have been in the Dark Knight. Yeah. And um, so in that movie, there's an accountant, Mr. Reese. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he does an audit of uh, Wayne Industries. Yes. And he sees all these industries that are being spent on Batman stuff, and he raises some questions about that. And then Lucius Fox basically shuts him down and scares the bejesus out of him. He does what Falcone was supposed to do to the <laughs> news reporter. So the fact that this version of the Riddler basically did an audit of the what did they call the project again? The Gotham Project? Or, or no, the the, the, uh, no, the uh, Lucius Fox's um, whole thing? No, no, what the, the money that it, the slush fund everybody got into in Gotham and Batman. Oh, um, I forget. I haven't it seen had, that movie in probably two years. <laughs> I, I watched no, the Dark Knight. No, no, uh, the Batman, this movie. Oh, oh, oh. The, the slush fund that Thomas Wayne know. set up to fund revitalizing yeah, right. Gotham. You could j- jump into the voice chat. Let us know how you would have caught the the Riddler right away. Oh. Would you have t- would you have perched yourself from <laughs> and tried to check the angles at which the photos were taken? Because that seems like a good way to have caught the Riddler to be like, "Hey, these p- photos look like they were taken from across the street." <laughs> yeah, that's let's go, uh, let's go look. It, it's easy to pick apart. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple scenes like that where I'm just like, "Oh man." Why wouldn't why wouldn't the people just run out of the church when a car came smashing barreling through? They all just stood around and I was like this is very unbelievable. I don't believe any of this right well, now that the pe- people would just stand there. They were there. like all cops though, right? Like it was all cops cuz didn't they all like draw it their guns? Families. It was families. Like there were families together and they were, like it was just all a mix of people. So I thought I don't know. I have to rewatch it to see why. Also, why wouldn't... Yeah, I think some people ran out. Um, okay, yeah, I gotta rewatch it. But it felt like they were all kind of standing around, like, oh, a guy with a bomb? <laughs> oh, and then until <laughs> someone says, everybody get out, they're like, okay, now we'll get out. <laughs> like, it right, doesn't yeah. seem like they would have waited that long to just abandon the place. Um, but then they also, all knew him, too. Yes, and they all knew that that was the DA. And the DA, by the way, uh, had the tape on his mouth. Why wouldn't he have... Did he say when he pulled the tape off, like, oh, the, the Riddler told me not to take the tape off or something? Because otherwise, why wouldn't he have just pulled the tape off his own mouth at some point? Like, I feel like that would be your instinct. He said stuff, but I'm not sure. I can't remember what he said. He did say something like... I think he said he, he, he's going to tell me if I don't do what he says. I think he yeah. said that. Okay, so if he said that, then it's like then that would make sense as to why he kept the tape on his mouth. Because otherwise I would have been like, why didn't he just pull the tape off his mouth with his left hand? <laughs> but uh, um, Rain says in the chat, what if the Riddler was a step ahead? I think he would have dipped already if he knew they were coming. Um, oh, the apartment. Yeah. The apartment. Well, he yeah, was yeah. not always there either. 
because he had That's to do true. all the other killings. It set and all that very, stuff up. You know what? I I wonder if there's a scene earlier on in the movie where the Riddler actually shows up and, and interacts with Bruce Wayne or Batman. Uh, just like, um, what was his name in seven when, what was the oh, character's name? Oh, the character's name. I can't remember. But with the guy when they were, tra- when they were talking to that character, nobody or whatever, the guy, this Mr. Joe or Joe Schmo, um, he, he shows up when they, when they find his apartment, he shows up and pretends to be like a camera guy, like a paparazzi, whatever, to take pictures of the newspaper. They're like, get out of here. And it's actually Kevin Spacey and the guy. Oh, I never caught that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's Kevin oh, wow. Spacey playing that part. Like halfway through the movie, he's already like, huh. he's in the scene and they're like, get out of here with your stupid camera. We're trying to solve a crime here. And that's the, that's the killer. Oh man. <laughs> so nice. um that's what's the killer's name in that movie Kaiser so strikes again. yeah killer in seven name well it's gonna it's gonna i gotta google it john doe john doe that's it i called him mr oh, yeah, joe duh. john doe so john doe is the guy with the camera in that scene and then he he's like god oh, what are you doing yeah my 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 man <laughs> brilliant so brilliant it's, really, it's so good like on that thought I had the fact that Paul Dano was playing the Riddler and the Riddler was even in the movie spelled to me after the fact. Um, uh, like, after the trivia. So I was actually looking for him yeah, during okay. the movie. Which well, I, he does, I hate it because I knew it. He is standing in the church. He's standing up on the on the, yes. the balcony. But that's, you can see his glasses. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of a giveaway. But I can't re- can't remember if he had his mask on or not. That's what I can't remember. I remember it, it I think was he obvious didn't. that it was glass, so he didn't, huh? Yeah, and I think Bruce Wayne figured figured that out, or you know, the Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Pers- he's he's dressed as Bruce Wayne, but he's always gonna in this movie. He's always <laughs> he's always Batman. Yeah, Batman. Batman always, is. Yeah, and it's cool. Or maybe we should adjust to the reality that actually the person we call Batman is actually Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, I think that the person we call Bruce Wayne is actually Batman in this movie. You know what I mean? I think that that's... Well, re- yeah. We're saying the same thing, but I'm flipping it because like, he never gave himself the name Batman. No, he doesn't. He's, he's called Batman, and it's almost like a taunt, and he calls himself Vengeance. Yeah, he's Vengeance in this movie. I wonder if in the credits it says Vengeance as his or just Bruce Wayne. Rain I, also I said, a, "I loved Officer Martinez as well." Go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah, he was fun. Mm. Yeah, subtly funny. Yeah, but is that when he said, like, "Oh, that's a Tucker." My uncle is a carpet guy. Yeah, that, he, he yeah. was the key figure in solving one of the biggest mysteries. That yeah. again, Batman totally missed. So, right, which was because because here's why he missed it, because th- there's there's layers to that. Think about it. He's an upper class dude. He's not going to know what a working class guy right. uses as yeah. a tool to. So you know, even though Batman's pretty smart, that, but... that was a classist type of distinction. It's because of his class that he probably was p- contributed to the reason why he didn't know that the Tucker was a Tucker for a carpet. Like, you know, so that's uh, yeah. I think that that's interesting. I think that that kind of speaks to that a little bit. Mechanic. 
He's also a mechanic, but he doesn't install rugs, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm, but, yeah. uh, that, the, the, the casting choices were excellent in this movie, I had to say. And that yeah. helped the story a whole lot. Yeah, I was totally so, on board with, with Gordon immediately. The, the relationship between Gordon and Vengeance just immediately just, okay, who are these characters? If I'd never seen a Batman movie before in my life, if I've never known who's supposed to be what or what color, because a lot of people were complaining about Gordon being uh, black and Catwoman being People are? Black. Really? Oh, I, earlier in the week, I was listening to the people going like, oh, why were there so many black people in this movie? And it's like, because I, I didn't, Two? didn't notice. Two? I didn't. So many? I, Two? Yeah, and also the mayor, because the vice mayor became the mayor. And she's black, oh. and the people are like, they're like, I can't wrap my head around this. And it's like, you can't wrap your head around how cities work and people work. Then uh, it had nothing. It had bare. It bore no bearing on how I perceived this movie because it just immediately worked right away. Yeah, like, there was good actors. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're looking at that, that's determining how you feel about it. one. You haven't been to any major cities in the United States any time in the last fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. it looks like if there's yeah. awesome it's gonna be a whole lot more diverse and two like get your head out your ass exactly that's it's just a ridiculous even thing to even think because if you watch the movie seven you'd be like why is morgan freeman in this like why would you even <laughs> there would be like no thought you just immediately gravitate toward the the two characters the 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 seasoned cop and the rookie cop and there's always that dynamic. I, I love this. I love the interplay again between Gordon and Batman because Batman's like, look, I've known you for a year and I don't even know who you are, man. <laughs> and he's like, or yeah. when they find the thumb, he's like, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman's immediately a thumb drive. This He's just very two words, grunts out the things because he's just he's thinking so yeah. fast and solving the things. It's really cool to watch. It's just really cool to watch Batman be Batman in this. Just be like, that's that. That's that. Yeah. I see this. The murder weapon fell over there. This I is the thing. I like that was actually deadpan. I thought like that was yeah. a comic delivery. Like I th- it was him recognizing this is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thumb drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, like, yeah, this guy's got jokes. I looked at that as him just solving the riddle. Like him just going, that's a thumb drive. Like in a very, not even recognizing the humor in it, just being like, the, the answer to this riddle is that's a thumb drive. Let's plug that in. Like it's just Batman thinking straight ahead and then Gordon bringing the humanity to it, going, this guy's hilarious. You know, like that. I think that that, for me, that's how that scene played. And I liked. It could play either way, but I don't think Batman well, is. Bad. He could have just actually just stuck the thumb on the drive to unlock it without saying thumb drive, but he acknowledged the pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Maybe. if you're if you're really trying to play it down, you don't acknowledge the pun. Trust me, as a person who does that all the time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do yeah. not feed the bears. <laughs> Ray says he unknowingly called Bruce goddamn freak during the uh, investigation scene and then happily waves at him at the funeral he clearly respects Bruce Wayne interesting interesting yeah yeah um, yeah interesting that's true you know Bruce Wayne's not even self-aware he's just he's just so concentrating on whatever's going on around him he's always minding his surroundings uh, so <laughs> it's a it's a really yeah just it's just good it's just a good movie 
really, I give it a solid A. I want to see it again. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, yeah, if, it's yeah. A, definitely yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a really like, you don't have to know anything about Batman. You don't have to know anything about no. the history. It helps because there's Easter eggs in there. There's references. Yeah. Who are you two guys? The world's greatest detectives. <laughs> you know, like that's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. For the penguin to be so on the nose was kind of funny. Yes, he's on the nose and he's the penguin. However, though, I said there's like it's raining all the time and the penguin doesn't even hold one umbrella. I kept waiting for him to pull an umbrella out. You know what I mean? Now, I guess the, it's yeah. weird because after viewing, I was talking to my friends and I was like, it seemed like it never rained. For I did not notice the rain. I guess oh, it was so constant. I didn't even yeah. I don't remember any puddles or anything I didn't notice the rain well that's the thing about you know that plays into the story because Gotham's the, the water is rising the rain is falling and it's just it's a ticking clock oh. it's part of the he's he breaks down the barriers because so that floods the city there's so many things and uh, it's constantly <laughs> I think, well, well, I think I have my glasses on I'm ah. I, somehow I totally missed that it was raining the whole movie. Seriously, you, you, like I guess you, I was looking for some other kind of visual cue. You need to rewind your your uh, video camera contact lenses and rewatch <laughs> rewatch the footage. But I think you know in the movie seven, every single exterior scene it's raining except at the very end when they go to the, right desert, in the desert, which is just a, such a contradiction to the whole movie. It's great. Right, I'm gonna open a multiverse portal here. All right. Get well, you've got three minutes. <laughs> it's not gonna take that long, but okay. So you brought up Morgan Freeman. Yes. Who was one in seven with Brad Pitt? All right. Yeah. And then he's also been used in Christopher Nolan films because we know him to be in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. So that got me thinking. All right. Well, if we were like they call Matt Reeves. Christopher Nolan light and if you were making the Dark Knight trilogy now and yeah. you wanted to use Morgan Freeman instead Morgan of Freeman. inventing well, I don't think they invented Lucius Fox but instead of using Lucius Fox why not just use him as Jim Gordon so that he could play the role he played in Seven so <laughs> right. in that way I would feel like Jeffrey Wright is a proxy for Morgan Freeman from Seven in this movie since it's so Seven like right? Yeah um and then we know that, speaking of Nolan, he used DiCaprio as his main protagonist for a few years after having, yeah. of course, Christian Bale and Batman movies. Um, so you've got Robert Pattinson. And pr- then the, the Prestige. Yeah. yeah. So, so Patton is almost a surrogate for DiCaprio in a way. Like just, I'm yeah. just thinking about that, thinking about him being an attendant. So it's like, so that's one multiverse and the other multiverse a movie that ends with a weird desert scene with Batman and a murderer <laughs> oh right there you go BVS uh, yes. Snyder Cut yeah yeah interesting also BVS yeah uh, yeah. yeah. there's the, that contrast with Batman in the desert uh, yeah I, I hope they just stick to Batman and, and Gotham and they, we never leave Gotham in this trilogy I... because of, I think that they keep the I if they keep, Matt Reeves. Yeah. Because it was grounded. Even the flight suit, he was yeah. scared. You see the fear because he's, he's like a moment. That was incredible. 
that was incredible. The 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 theater that I saw that everybody was just like, yeah, and it looked real. It looks like when those people do those glider suits and yeah. very fast, almost yeah, out of control. And he's just trying to like steer himself, and it, it just felt so like that's what it would look like. You know, there's something to be said about the classic Michael Keaton just like lifting up his wings and then gliding in, in Batman Returns. Like that looked cool, yeah. but this was like this looked like a practical, real type of thing that he would have in his suit that he just inflates. He's like, <laughs> it was it was yeah. fantastic. It made me think of Kick Ass in a way, like. Mm-hmm. Except he did get up and walk away. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's like, true. He had the yeah. kick-ass uh, wipeout, but he walked it yeah. off. But that, he was limping. Credit where credit's due, he was limping pretty hard. And if we know anything about Batman, in the sequel, he will have solved that issue, <laughs> which is always good. He will have a contingency for wiping out when he's flying. Or at least gliding. He doesn't fly, he glides. Uh, which is very cool. Very, very cool. I, I loved the movie. I, I can't wait to see it again. I do like all of the parallels. I was saying earlier that it, yeah, David Fincher also did Zodiac. So David Fincher did Seven. He did yeah. Zodiac. Mm-hmm. And so this yeah. is a kind of a combination between those two movies. Um, you know, definitely inspired by them. Uh, how's this man alive thought. after that, says Rain. Quick, quick thought. You've got 20 seconds. <laughs> yes. What? Will loves to fly in like Batman in his flight suit at the very end, and we get 45 bonus minutes. (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I do what I do. All right, so let's just imagine that the persona that exists as Batman in this film that we see was born the night his parents were shot and killed. So I'm not saying it's a, a divergent personality, but for me, in a way, when I say that Bruce May... I can't talk Bruce Wayne that's who he is like Batman is just nomenclature but Bruce Wayne became that vengeance persona when his parents were killed because his whole life is defined by righting that wrong and for the longest time we've been accustomed to diminishing what Bruce Wayne is because we think of what Bruce Wayne does as Bruce Wayne right? but primarily what he does is conspire to be successful as a vigilante But that's always been Bruce Wayne since his parents got killed. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, just, yeah. Just well, that over. Yeah, yeah. I think that he he is the through line. Correct. Yeah, I I agree with that. That he's just that's his main motivation in life altogether. Which I think the very interesting thing is that that because Alfred has such respect for uh, Thomas Wayne for the Wayne family, he he's trying to encourage Bruce Wayne to develop that side and carry on the legacy of the Waynes. That's like a very, very deliberate seed that they're planting. They're, they're showing that that Alfred's wearing the Wayne cufflinks and he's like, look, I respect your family. I respect your father. You know, you're going out doing all this vigilantism, but you, you've got this legacy to carry on that I find important and you should find important because it's your damn family name. So he's like really, really leaning into that. And I think that that's what we'll get for these next two or three movies. I, I guarantee you two or three movies. <laughs> I guarantee. Oh, yeah, because they're going to milk this. Yeah, because here's the thing. You know, the next movie he's going to develop more as Batman. He's going to have more. He's going to have more contingencies. He's going to be like even 
better at investigating. And also, he's going to have to become Bruce Wayne. He's going to have to figure out who Bruce Wayne is and how to be Bruce Wayne. And it's, like Rain said, it's kind of the perfect moment for uh, Bruce Wayne to step out of the shadows and be like, look, I'm going to fix Gotham and I'm going to be the face of the reconstruction of Gotham because I love the city so much. And like, this is the perfect opportunity. It sets it right up. And then you've got, you've got Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin looking out over Gotham at the end of the movie, kind of foreshadowing. Now he's the main crime boss because Falcone died. No, he's the guy he's in. He's the heir apparent of the crime. Um, the major organized crime. So, so much to yeah. talk about. We could probably continue this conversation on Monday. I just, uh, you know, I need to eat a sandwich or something. <laughs> so, yeah, thank I, you guys. I'm powered up. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks, Will. Uh, again, we got bonus footage. We got me. two times the show. This is Will. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Rain, uh, yes, the, the renewal. So there'll there'll be more Batman. Where this comes from? Thank you, Ange. Thank yeah, you, Dodo. Thank you. The renewal. That was the project. That's what it's called. Thank you for bringing also, it full circle, Rain. <laughs> yes, will. Even mine. <laughs> Try again. They can do your one. They can always. So. Well, you know, I think Batman Begins really covered all of the the ninja training. I think this movie really it just we get the sense that this guy knows how to handle himself. Like and there's probably some training that he took, you know, and he was a rich kid. Well, there could have been any doesn't have to be your one. That's true. It can be his first oh, right. like Yeah. Just kind of putting things shit, I need a, a costume. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I need to take a gun, refashion it, and make it my symbol and never use guns. But use it as a knife. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Will. <laughs> I'm going to bring a knife to a gunfight. All right. And yes, the car chase. The, case, the car chase was incredible. Car chase is great. The booster shot where he jumps over the... like He's like, I got you. I got you. And the, that was so good. And then literally walking upside down as a bat. That's the true moment we see. him. It was just a great... That's a great filmmaking call. It's a great visual. It's iconic. Batman walking towards you with flames behind him and he's up and you see the inverted look of that. It's just great. It's just yeah. greatness. A lot of good images. Oh, and the score on that moment. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, it's it's very It's very Imperial March. Oh. And it's also uh, it's also the same progression. It's the same interval of something in the way. Something in the uh, way. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yes. So they just hit on all cylinders. Maybe not the greatest <laughs> Batman movie ever, but the greatest one we got going for Ooh. right now. So what is the greatest Batman movie ever? We'll talk about that on Monday. The greatest Batman movie ever. I know we talked a little bit about that, but maybe we'll answer that question again on Monday. And it's Batman 1989. Thank you guys for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> for joy to be ever for here. Uh, I'll see you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Rain. Uh, I got you. I got you.